Welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, the pastor of Connection and Community at High View Church, and I am here with Josh Hildebrandt and via technology, Chad Williams. How you guys doing? Doing great. Glad to be here. Did everybody have a good Thanksgiving? Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, my wife did a phenomenal job hosting everybody and cooking, and yeah, it was great. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, so we had a mm. great time. Well, it's finally time to be uh, listening to Christmas music, getting all decorated in, in the house. Uh, I know last time we, we all disagreed a little bit on how soon is too soon mm-hmm. to, to start the Christmas spirit. But I've been, I've been going since October, and y'all are just now catching up. Yeah, my wife has fully decorated the inside of the house. So mm-hmm. the inside of our house represents my wife's Christmas spirit. Oh. The outside of our house represents my Christmas spirit. <laughs> just and no lights, <laughs> nothing cold. But yeah. you come inside my house. There's like four trees up. There's wow. lights everywhere. There's garland hung on the the banisters and all mm-hmm. this. It's nice. It's fantastic. Chad, what about you guys? Do y'all go usually go all out for Christmas? Uh, not not a lot. Um, but uh, we've. We've done a little bit uh, so far this year, just 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 some decorations around the house. But nothing, nothing major, you know. We're not running up the electrical bill too much nice. during nice. the holidays. Uh, I did have a question about. I know we talked about uh, Josh guarding the the sanctity of Thanksgiving and its independence mm. from Christmas mm-hmm. on the last podcast. Yeah, and so I had this thought. I had the family over uh, Thanksgiving, of course. And we were playing music in the house, and we were playing Christmas music. So I thought to myself, is Christmas music appropriate on Thanksgiving Ooh. in the in the Hildebrandt household? Is it well in the Hil- in the Hildebrandt household? I try to honor the Lord, and so no, we don't do that. Goodness! But there's no Thanksgiving music. Is my point? Oh, sure, there is. Like, what, do you, what do you play? I play worship music to Jesus. <laughs> Every day's Thanksgiving. Yeah. If you worship. Speaking of worship. It just, it takes my mind. If I'm mm. playing Christmas music, hold on, Tyler. We'll get to Dang that in a minute. That was, about, that was about to be the smoothest transition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just takes my mind away from Thanksgiving. And now I will say like right after Thanksgiving uh, is over, we start to transition. Like my wife started pulling out Christmas decorations that evening. And like by the next day, there was there was stuff up, you know. So nice. We make the transition, and now I'm in Christmas mode. So I'm listening to Christmas music, and I'm I'm ready for that. But fantastic. Well, uh, here on the Highview Podcast, you guys know we've been starting this new series through our Ten Commitments here at Highview Church, and today we're going to continue that series in by talking through talking through our fourth commitment, which is a commitment to Christ exalting worship. Uh, we describe that by saying that we gather together to make much of Jesus. So if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, if you've been with us from the beginning, you know we've already done a podcast on Christ-centered worship, which is uh, a, you know, a way that we have talked about our worship here at Highview. Uh, but now we've, we've made a couple of adjustments to this phrase, to Christ-exalting worship. So I'm going to let Josh kind of unpack why did we... Uh, make that subtle change to how we talk about our commitment to worship and Christ exalting worship specifically. Yeah, sure. It's in a large degree. It's semantics like Christ exalting worship is Christ centered worship. But we were, you know, um, intentional with changing that word. And, and the main reason was this. We we wanted to 
clearly communicate to our people that our worship is not just information that is centered around Christ, but the goal of that information is that we would make much of Christ. Like we're not just, our goal is not to just have services that contain information about Christ. Mm. Our goal is to gather as the people of God and to exalt and to make much of Jesus, to worship. Um, And so it's, it's a small distinction, but I think a very important distinction, you Mm. know, um, the devil and a certain extent could be Christ centered in his information. He could talk about things mm. that you know pertain yeah. to Christ. Scripture says even the demons believe and they shudder. Right. right. Like they know the truth about who God is. Right. right. That's that's a good point. But only believers can exalt Christ, right? And make much of Jesus. And yeah. so we obviously want to have Christ centered worship. We want our lyrics to be um, focusing on the death, burial, resurrection of Christ, to to see the glory of God in the face of Jesus mm. Christ. And then all of that right information leads to exaltation. That's great. I think another clarifying question, just on the front end of this conversation, um, when we talk about worship, do we just mean the songs we sing? Or what do we mean by worship when we talk about gathering together? What all is worship? Yeah, I mean, I think, simply put, worship is is not the songs we sing. It's not the sermon we hear. It's what happens in us as a response to those things. Mm. Those things are tools, right? And so the songs, the lyrics, uh, the message, those things are designed to communicate to us information, right? And then we respond to that truth with a heart posture. Mm-hmm. And and we believe if you're a born again believer, the heart posture that you respond with is exaltation, is worship, yeah. is adoration. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. I think it's uh, we have to be careful because we can get into the mode of talking about um, you know the the worship. We like the worship at the church because we sang songs that we liked mm-hmm. or songs that we think are exactly. appropriate or, or the ones that we think we should sing. Um, but yeah, you're right. The the lyrics, the content, the sermon. Um, even when we do just like this past Sunday, we we had the Lord's table uh, in in the service. Um, those things are acts of worship, insofar as they are helping us to exalt Christ in in our hearts to to respond with that that heart of exaltation. Yeah, I think the yeah. beautiful thing about these items that we have, these different um, parts of our worship service—the mm-hmm. singing, the preached word, the Lord's Supper, prayer, scripture reading—they yeah. all unite a people around one thing that we can then corporately, yeah. um, you know, exalt and worship together. And and so our goal is to be Christ-centered. Yeah. But then that's not just where it ends. Now we have to do something with that focusing on Christ. Yeah. Now let's exalt Him together. Right. And let's make much of Him and worship and adore Him. So. That's why we made just a slight tweak to that word. Mm. We're still Christ-centered, obviously, but we want to we want to go beyond that to now exalting the Christ that we're centering our thoughts on. Yeah. So what what would we say is good worship at a church? Like what? How should we worship on Sundays when we gather together? Yeah, I think that's a um, an important question. It's also a dangerous question because you mm. you can't. I don't judge worship by a person's outward appearance totally. You know, you can't just look at a sanctuary full of people and say, okay, this sanctuary has people with their hands raised and their eyes closed and they're crying, good worship. Mm, yeah. And this right, sanctuary has right. people kind of more somber, bad worship. Yeah. You know, it, it absolutely is a heart posture. And people respond differently mm-hmm. um, uh, with their emotions. Yeah. But I would say this there is a response of the emotions 
Sure. Like wor- yeah. you can't worship and adore something yeah. in just a factual transactional way. Like it does affect your emotions. So I mm. think good worship um, in the context of a Sunday morning service is a group of people gathering, hearing the truth of Christ proclaimed the gospel, and then having their hearts respond to that in adoration, in yeah. love, in reverence, in worship, being moved by the reality of what Christ has done for us. Mm. And, you know, I, I think of David in the Psalms where he would, yeah. um, you know, command himself to bless the Lord, O my soul, right? And there are times I gather Sunday morning and I, I'm not just honestly moved mm. by the things I hear, whether about, you know, the gospel or the cross, I've heard them, and, and I have to engage my, my heart and my emotions into saying, you know, this is worth and worthy of my, uh, you know, my emotions and my worship, my adoration. Yeah, I know for, for me, when I was growing up in the church as a Christian, um, I had a very confused picture of what worship should look like. Because uh, I would look around, you know, I'd go to youth camps and I would see kids raising their hands or crying or having this um, kind of visceral emotional response that was intense. And I would be seeking after that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would, you know, put on this, like I would raise my hands because, you know, you, you know, the, the point in the song when the, um, you know, things kick in and it gets real intense. You're, you're supposed to raise your hands and yep. you're supposed to, you know, eyes closed and look. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just what I, I thought. Like I thought I was supposed to be chasing after the emotional response. Right. What I realized, though, as I grew, that if you're pursuing the response, you're not going to feel anything because you're trying to force yeah. what actually, if those other people are having a genuine response is because they're seeking Christ right? and they're yeah. enjoying him. Yeah. And that's their response to that truth, not to just seeking a response or seeking an, an experience. I think the term emotional, um, I, I get why we use it, but really when we're talking about emotional engagement, um, mm in worship, we're really talking about affections. That's, that's a better way of understanding mm. it, I think. Um, and there's a great line, Jonathan Edwards, you know, has this wonderful line about he who has doctrine and speculation only, but no affections knows nothing about the business of religion. Mm. This idea that if your heart, if your affections are not stimulated by the truths of the gospel, that you should hear in corporate worship on a weekly basis in your local church. If you're not motivated or feeling those affections arising um, and then expressing those affections in some capacity, um, you're, th- there's a heart issue. Mm. And uh, I, I talking about uh, these, these feelings in terms of affections is more helpful. So I think, Emotional in some circles feels weak. You know, there's mm. some um, yeah. traditions of the faith that would see any type of emotionalism as just inherently dangerous uh, or whatever. But really, what we're talking about is not just people having an emotional response. We're talking about their hearts being affected by the mm. gospel and those affections working themselves out as we worship. And that's really what we're talking about. Yeah. Amen. I think one of the things that's really important on a Sunday morning and one of the things that I fight for first is an awareness of mm. of these realities. And it's it's kind of like when I come home um, from work and my wife's been laboring and doing all these things. Um, 
I'm used to the fact that she does these things. I'm mm-hmm. used to the fact that she takes care of the home and the kids. And, and I can come into that home and I can kind of be um, happily unaware of what she's done. And, and if, if I am, I'm still there. But if I am, I'm disconnected yeah. from all of the joy that I have in seeing who she is. Um, but if I become aware, like intentionally, uh, man, she's been taking care of the kids all day. She's, she's got, you know, supper ready. There's a thankfulness that begins to grow in my heart. And, and I think for Christians, the same thing needs to happen. As we come to church together, you know, on Sunday mornings, we mm. need to be aware yeah. of what God has done. And I know that sounds simple, but sometimes as I'm leading worship, you know, I can, I can look out and I can tell who's aware Mm. of what Christ has done. Yeah. And it's not yeah. an intentional like um I'm trying to not be aware. It's just we get on cruise control. Yep. Right? And we we disconnect ourselves from the realities of what Christ has done for us and and I think that's our responsibility as a congregation is to come ready to be aware mm. of the goodness of God in Christ. Yeah. And that's yeah. an attitude and like something that we pursue and as we do that, true thankfulness happens. Worship, adoration, in the same way that when I come into my home and I'm aware of what my wife has done, yeah. I love her more. Right. I, you know, I, I can see that better. Yeah, and I think that goes back to even just the origins of the word worship, right? We we kind of know. I'm sure you, we've all heard it described this way, perhaps not. But the word worship uh, comes from the Anglo-Saxon word worth skype, which means you're ascribing mm-hmm. worth to something. Right. Um, so, you know, we Value. talk, yeah, we talk about, you know, worship as something we do at church, but really worship is uh, something we are constantly doing. We, we as human beings were made to be worshipers. So we are constantly ascribing value to things and then ordering our life around the way we value things. Absolutely. Right. We're, we're ascribing value to our, to our spouses, to our jobs, to our work, to our uh, church, hopefully to our friendships, all these elements of our lives to our possessions. And, and in our hearts and our minds, we attach the worth that we ascribe that to, uh, to that, uh, also to those responses that we then have of, of how important it is to us, what the priority that then has in our life. And the problem is most of us come to church on Sunday with all those priorities out of whack. Right, all those things we've ascribed value to the wrong things, to much value, maybe to even good things. But you know, really, I think Sundays for me, when I'm the most focused on Christ, is is really I'm after um, just getting my priorities back in order, mm-hmm. getting getting the, my worths right, aligning your values. Yeah, what yeah. do you truly value the most? And I think that's a great way to sum up what really corporate worship is. We gather together on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. We are Christ-centered so that we can all see the worth of Christ. And then our worship is basically us saying yes and amen to the value of Jesus. Yeah. that's It's an expression Mm -hmm. of us saying there's none more worthy than him. He's worth it all. Yeah. And, you know, uh, that's really what corporate worship is. It's just us getting together in a unified way, reminding ourselves again. It's like the uh, the song, Come Thy Fount, prone to wonder, Lord, mm-hmm. I feel it, yeah. prone to leave yeah. the God I love. Yeah. All week, we've been distracted by other things that we think are more valuable, and we've, we're have making these value adjustments, and yeah. then we gather together again Sunday saying there's none more worthy yeah. than Christ. Mm. Amen. So what does that look like on the individual level? Like we talked about these these commitments as commitments of our church and our programming and of all of the elements that we try to place on Sunday mornings or in any of our events. We want them to 
to any time we gather, whether it's in a group or, or like I said, on Sunday morning. We want all those things to be reminding us that Christ is the one who's worthy of exalting over all. Um, but what about on the practical kind of individual level? Yeah. How does each Christian committed to Christ-exalting worship? Yeah, I think it, it can tie into what you were just describing about worship. So yeah. when you ask the question in a corporate setting and, you know, um, we're, we're gathered together to kind of exalt Christ, well, then worship looks like singing or something like that. But mm. but if you're, you know, in the context of maybe serving another person and and you're asking, okay, what's what does worship look like? Well, you, you say Christ is worthy of all things, and it's, it's not my own wants, my own desires here that's the most mm. valuable. It's, yeah. it's being like Christ. And so I think that's where you get to offering your body as a living sacrifice, right? So we worship in so many ways, but it's always seeing the worth of Christ, that he's worth it all. Yeah. He's the reason you know we serve and we lay down our lives for others. And, and so worship should be happening in our interactions with people, it may not look like corporate worship. We don't start mm. singing a song to that person. Yeah. But the way we value Christ by the way we serve them is showing that he is worthy. Mm-hmm. And and that's how we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, which yeah. is our spiritual act of worship. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, the word also talks about us actually addressing one another in psalms, psalms hymns, and spiritual yeah. songs. And I think it's not, again, not just for we the reason. We should start doing that, by yeah. the way. Oh, just absolutely. show up and just like start singing a psalm to someone. Every time I see you, I'm just going to start singing, Lord, I lift your name on high. <laughs> that's great. That's that's a terrible yeah, which, choice. What psalm is that? Is that psalm? It's 151. Okay. No, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> that's just a spiritual song. Not, oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, but it, I think the reason why he says to do that is because those songs, or in their in case their case, those days the Psalms uh, were reminding them of who God is, His character, His attributes, His nature, His actions, um, all those things that do remind us. Okay, yes, He is worthy. Yeah, he, and I, I think yeah. one of the other important things about singing and worship is singing is inherently like an emotional thing and it's mm. inherently kind of a joyful thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. I know there are yeah. sad songs and stuff, but like the, the main reality of singing is kind of rejoicing. And so it, it's fitting that when you're thinking about a God that's this worthy, your heart wants to sing. Yeah. Like, and so it, it yep. kind of forces your heart posture into the right posture when you're talking about a God who is this good and this worthy. Yeah. And you don't have to be the best singer to, to, provide good worship either because the Bible says make a joyful noise, not a pleasant one. Mm. So mm. That's, that's why Chad gets to worship on Sundays. Chad's actually a good singer. Is he? Yeah, he is. <laughs> Chad's Chad is. Mm. He's a drummer and a singer and his family is, is very musical. That's wow. a fact you may not have known about Chad. He's a, he's a good singer. All right, Chad, let it rip. He, he sings our jingle. Nope, that would be that would be you. I've been trying to That's push this Josh. off. Josh is the the high view hot take. You will not put that evil on me. No. I pushed it off on Tyler, and he's like, "Nope, nope." Now I tried to push it off on Chad. Nope. Well, as we've been uh, doing for the last couple of weeks, uh, we are going to end this episode with a high view hot take. High view hot take. Uh, I know these uh, these hot takes have had mi- mixed reviews among our listeners, but we hope that uh, you'll enjoy this one uh, because as we get into the Christmas season, the Christmas spirit, hopefully all of you are spending time decorating your houses and getting things ready. Even last night as we were putting up our Christmas tree, we were watching some Christmas movies. So I just want to know from you guys, uh, High View Hot Take on episode 24, what are your top three favorite Christmas movies? Top three Christmas movies of all time. 
Yeah, let's let Chad go first. Okay, Chad, what about you? Top three. Oh, man, top three. Um, coming in at number three, a Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> really? All right, this this officially turned into a hot take. Have you ever I didn't seen it? I didn't know this was going to be That's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Why okay, why did that make it to number 3? Let me just yeah, what what in your mind said Muppet Christmas Carol number, number 3? Because of all the Christmas movies I've watched, I've only seen two I liked more. Okay. 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 That would make That's it to the top 3. That's yeah. fair. Yep. Um I don't as a kid, I just man, I loved that movie. I loved that movie so much. And uh, as a matter of fact, I watched it with uh, my daughter a mm. couple of days ago, and that's great. Uh, she was a huge stuff. fan, actually, of the Muppets. Oh, that's disappointing but, when you uh, love a movie and oh. then you show it to your kids, and they're like, "This is boring." It crushes your Duh. soul. <laughs> well, the How Muppets are low tech, man. There's no yeah, you know, no CGI. No CGI <laughs> going on there. Oh, man. All right, what's number two? Uh, number two, I'm going to go with um, A Christmas Story. Okay. Classic. We're keeping it classic. I like that. What, what's your favorite thing about A Christmas Story? Probably the Santa who uh, <laughs> kicks him down the side. <laughs> yeah. You shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah, when he, when he, when he climbs up the slide backwards or, or you know, he... he He's getting pushed down the slide, and then he stops himself, and he climbs back up, and he tells Santa what he wants, and he just goes, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Yep. Um, I, you know, that's, that's the best. That's, that's a fantastic scene. Oh, man. I think my favorite is the little brother. They put him in the jacket. Yeah. He's like, I can't put my arms down. <laughs> and then he falls over. It's, it's fantastic. All right, Chad, what's your number one? Number one Christmas movie of all time. Number one... I'm going to go all the way back to 2006 for this. Okay. I'm going to go the nativity story. The Ah. nativity story? Uh, Yeah. I think I've seen it, but I don't, I don't really remember. Oh man. What's it about? You want to, you want to ask me what I like about it? What do you like about it? The depiction of the birth of the long promise. That's, that's not so much a high view hot take as it is a high view cop out. Yeah. Wow. Well, somebody John, check. Whether I, I don't even want to tell you mine now. After he ended on that one, I feel I feel really bad about my movies. Well, I'm glad we started there because now we can only go up. Okay. <laughs> Josh, what about wow. you? What's your? We can only go up from the incarnation. From, the, <laughs> from I'm sure a cheesy depiction of it. All right. So, Is it claymation or something? What's no? The, it's oh, not man. bad. Yeah, it's no, it. you need to watch it. It's it's a check you know, it out. It's, I think it's good movie. I, I do believe it was. Uh, 2006-ish. It, I think it was produced by the same people that produced uh, The Passion for the Christ, you know, in 2003 or something like that. Okay. All right, so here's my three. My three are not in any particular order because I just don't mm. think about movies kind of that way. Um, so here's my first one. Home Alone. Okay. Home Alone. Boom. Great, great Christmas like it. movie. Watched it, it yesterday with, or not yesterday, a couple of days ago with Eli. First time he ever saw it. Mm. He was... Just fasc- oh, yeah. fascinated by you know how um, the little dude Macaulay Culkin took mm. out these uh, robbers. Fantastic, great. Also made my list. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a great movie. Yeah. Um, the Santa Claus. Mm. Mm. Wonderful Christmas movie. Let's go now. 
we can talk about Santa Claus another time, but that's okay. a different hot take. Wait, okay. is this the Santa Claus with the Tim Claus. Allen? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Gotcha. That's that's a great movie. Because there's a the Santa Claus. I'm not talking about like part nine of the Santa Claus, which they get worse and worse. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no I'm talking about that. I'm talking about with talking about Tim Allen. Tim Allen. I think it's called the Santa Claus. Yeah, isn't it? the Santa yeah. Claus with E at the end because it's yeah. Claus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the other two sequels were horrible. Yeah, I, just wanted, I, mean. I don't know. Yeah, if that's they were. Yeah. They got they got worse. Yeah, fast. usually usually sequels are a bad idea. Yep. yep. But, yeah, we we don't need we don't need a trilogy. That's, that's, a, that's a good hot take. Mm. Sequels. Yeah. Okay, so here's uh, my third one. It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. Just a good, just a good classic Christmas feel good movie. Yeah. Uh, if no. these were the first three Christmas movies I thought of, that is the honest to God truth. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess that would make them your favorite if they're yeah. the first that, that trigger. Well, here's my top three. Actually, Josh has two of my top three as well. Yes. Uh, number three, coming at number three is Home Alone. And I also watched it yesterday as we put together our Christmas tree or put up our Christmas tree. Um, fantastic movie. Wonderful to watch this little child destroy mm-hmm. uh, the robbers. Number two, and I, I wavered on whether this should be number one or number two. But number two, I'm going with Elf. Ooh, yeah. Elf. That's that's a funny movie. Top, top tier Christmas movie for sure. Good stuff. And then my number one was the Santa Claus. I love that was one of the, that was the first Christmas movie I watched this year. Oh man, it's so good. Tim Allen. I could probably quote that whole movie right now to us, but I know we don't have time for that. <laughs> um, and I know that we would you would not enjoy that. Uh, but go watch some Christmas movies. Love your families. Enjoy this holiday season. Um, but beyond all that get to church worship jesus together exalt him together with local believers and if you're around the west georgia area come check us out at highview we'd love to have you and um yeah you guys hope you guys have a merry christmas you too man. merry christmas we'll, we'll be back on the podcast for a couple more episodes before we end the year and we will see you next time